Baines Plus One. You're listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, the show where each week I have one notable guest and delve into their lives like a science teacher delving into a cupboard to hide. This week's show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room, award-winning marketing for the arts. Go to www.penguininthearoom.com for more info. This week I had brilliant comedian Shazia Mirza. You might have seen her on TV or heard her on Radio 2. We chatted comedy, her new show, stealing Bunsen burners and eating chips with mayonnaise on them at midnight in your pyjamas. Enjoy. It's time for Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines. My special guest is here, Shazia Mirza. Hello. Hello. Hi. She's a vision in red. We've matched you with your teacup as well. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for coming in. What have you What have you been up to this week? Well, um, as you know, I'm on tour and on um, tour. Um, Saturday night, I was in Glasgow, where people turned up to watch me because they thought I was Omid Jalili. <laughs> um, Great. Yes. How did they deal with it? Like, Omid's hair's were, grown, isn't it? They were. God, he's put a, put on a bit of weight. He's turned into a large Arab man. God. <laughs> uh, they thought I was Omid Jalili, um, and uh, they thought I was the warm up. And then when I came on for the second half. They were really disappointed that I wasn't Omija Lily. Genuinely? <laughs> yeah. With the weather heckles? <laughs> yeah, they said, we thought you were Omija Lily. Je- oh, wow. <laughs> How? Shazia You're Mirza, on your poster. Omija Lily. I mean, it's easy to get confused. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> and then on Saturday, on Sunday, I was in Stratford-upon-Avon where people turned up to watch me. Um, when they booked it, they thought I was at Stratford East in London oh my goodness and then they got in the car and put the sat nav on and realised I was in Stratford upon Avon so they turned up to the show late and I said why are you late and they said we thought you were on at Stratford East oh because that's quite a drive away it's two hours up the, two hours up the M40 yeah that's amazing I, I love the conviction though they these still are the came. intelligent people I'm having in my audience yeah I love that though they were like we've bought tickets we're going and we're going <laughs> no matter where I know I said and and it was funny because the next day the whole audience were tweeting about it going <laughs> what a pair of plonkers so how late were they two hours they were about an hour late <laughs> did you have to did you do what a little you, recap where or have you been just like, where have you been, where have you been? oh we, we thought you were on a Stratford East yeah two hours away such a long way oh god it but I be... love it that they still came yeah people were clapping and cheering when they <laughs> When they told this story, everyone was like, oh my God, that's so amazing, you still came. Yeah. And they, they emailed me the next day to say it was worth it. Oh, that's... They only saw oh, 40 the minutes. Half. They only saw 40 minutes. I mean, imagine if they'd seen the whole I thing. know, yeah. I know. They would have been going back early. <laughs> but Stratford-upon-Avon's a very nice part of the world and it you've introduced them to it. It was very posh. There's um, lots of Tudor houses, It was... There? Everything had a thatched roof, even my venue... <laughs> <laughs> it was very posh. There was a lot of greenery, a lot of shops. Like, even the Costa Coffee was... Um, thatched. It was. Had a thatched roof. <laughs> and, like, cottagey Some windows. Some straw with your cappuccino. Primark was in a Tudor house. Wow. It was like... It's, that is. It's really quite posh. <laughs> Um, the audience weren't so posh. Okay. They were a bit of rough. They came from the outskirts of Stratford-upon-Avon. And I was going to say, seen... very different to Glasgow. Yeah. I mean, it's Stratford-upon-Avon. They'd never seen anybody like, look like me before, so they all started taking pictures, you know, <laughs> posting on Facebook. Look who was in the town last night. <laughs> all these selfies coming out on Twitter. I hate that. I hate Do you not these like selfies. A se- I mean, we're going to make you take a selfie I've later. never had one in my life. <gasps> 
I've never taken one. Uh, only when fans come up to me and they say, oh, can we have a picture? And I still get worried because you're never dressed up for them. No. You've never got your makeup on or anything. And they, the next day, they're all over the internet. And you just And I just awful. don't want yeah. people to know where I've been. <laughs> I don't want people to know where I am all the time. Outside Tudor, <laughs> Primarily. Oh, I know. Like, oh, I've been She's caught. doing well. <laughs> yeah. I once had a photo taken of me outside the BBC and I felt very awkward. And the, the lovely man then printed it and brought it back and got me to sign it. And oh, I gosh. had about seven double chins because I just did the worst <laughs> face for this it's photo. Like before it was knocked down. <laughs> was this before the BBC was No. Oh, no. The new The, the new, new one. one. Yeah. I just hate it. I just can't. Let's take a photo of everything. Your dinner, your face, your food, everything, and just put it on the internet. I just... It's a strange phenomenon. It is. Although I am going to take a photo of you and put it on the internet Are for all you? our listeners. I've got no makeup on. It's a good job. Yesterday... You I had, look glorious. Well, yesterday I had my roots done. Yeah. Excellent. That, that was a, a great event. <laughs> was that the highlight of your week? Yeah, I was learning Instead my lines. I was learning my lines while having my roots done. It's, you, you can get a lot of work done when you're in the hairdressers, you know. <laughs> Do they ask you questions, though? Oh, no, I go to this Japanese hairdressers where they don't speak English. I, and I go there deliberately so that we don't have to have a conversation. I don't want people to know where I'm going on my holidays. I don't want people to know. Oh, Stratford upon Avon. What do you do? I hate it when people ask me, what do you do? And I think, God, you don't recognise me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, I say comedian and actor, and they go, oh, obviously not doing very well. It's really funny when they go, are you famous? Are you famous? If you have to ask me if I'm famous, then clearly I'm not famous. <laughs> or they just think I'm Mom and Jalili. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a little song and we'll be back with more from Shazzy and Merza. Bane's Plus One. It is Bane's Plus One with me and the brilliant Shazzy and Merza. She's making me laugh already. Hello. She's telling me all the goss. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've just heard a text message from my publicist. Hi, love. How far are you from Hoxton Radio? <laughs> She's here. I, I'm in it. I'm on it. I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> She's here. We haven't taken a selfie yet to prove it, but we will. Yeah. Now, Shazia, while, just while you text back your publicist to say, don't worry, babe, it's happening. Um, it is time for the quick fire round. Okay, great. Have you ever been in a quick fire situation previously? Yes, in Afghanistan once. Okay, good. This is slightly different. Um... <laughs> There will be no bullets here, <laughs> which I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear. So, um, are, are you ready? I Shall am. I am, for your yes. quick fire round. I am. Here we go. City or countryside? City. Tea or coffee? Tea. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Home or tour? Tour. Car or train? Car. Dizzy rascal now or then? Uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, now, no. TV or radio? TV. Ketchup in the cupboard or in the fridge? In the fridge. Adventurous or cautious? Adventurous. North or south? South. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Jonathan Ross or loose women? Jonathan Ross. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Festivals or comedy clubs? Comedy clubs. Comedy or writing? Comedy. 
You passed, and you were so cool with it. Was I? You were, I tried to alarm you with my alarming eyes. Well, I thought it would be multiple choice, like there'd be many <laughs> questions, but there was only two, and I, so I only had to say one answer, really, so it was quite easy. Everyone else seems to find it really stressful. <laughs> you breathe through. Do they yeah. find it? Yeah, because I do the stressful eyes. <laughs> Gosh, Did you no. not find them stressful? No, I've had more stresses in my life <laughs> than a quick fire round. <laughs> On Oxton Radio. I know. Oh, brilliant. So now yeah. we, we have an, a few questions that we ask everyone. You've got a bit longer to answer. Them. Okay. It's not one word. Yeah. So um, your biggest guilty pleasure? Uh, eating chips with mayonnaise in bed. Um, wow. At midnight when I come home from a gig. <laughs> and watching Heart to Heart old episodes of Heart to Heart. Do you not do that? No. Heart to Heart, Dynasty and Dallas in bed by yourself. <laughs> you think it's the 80s again. With oh. chips and mayonnaise. Yeah, it's wonderful. Does it have to be mayonnaise? Yeah. Would you go I for like, a ketchup? Only if, only if there was a famine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm really into mayonnaise. Good to know. <laughs> mayonnaise in the cupboard or in the fridge? In the fridge. Yeah. You've got to keep it fresh. Okay. Anything in the cupboard gets mould on it eventually. Well, including not. myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why did I say all oh, like that was sexual? It's not, is it? It's just things Moldy. going off. <laughs> yes. So, uh, the most recent lie you told? Oh. Um, well, oh. Was it pretending that you weren't eating chips covered in mayonnaise? No, in your no, bed? no, no. I that, that's true. I did lie to somebody yesterday. You know when you just don't want to do stuff? Yeah. You just don't want to do a gig or you just don't want to write something. And um, it was just some radio station. They always ring me up, you know, when something's going on in the news. Someone's been arrested or murdered or a bomb's gone off. They ring me up to ask me if I know that person. Okay. And, uh, you know... If they and you could... go through your little book of criminals. I know. And I just... Uh, so I just had the BBC ring me up yesterday and they said, hey, you know, can you do this interview on the Today programme to morning? Morning, you know, we're just talking about, you know, um, the rise of radicalisation and all this. And I just said, look, I'm going to be on a plane tomorrow morning when this interview's happening. I'm going to be on Ryanair, I'm going to Ireland. And they said, oh, that's a shame. I said, yes, it is. You came back quick. But the thing is, I will be on a plane to Ireland over the weekend. So, so I just brought it forward a few yeah. days. And any time anybody rings me up to ask me any of these questions, I always say I'm on a plane because that way they can't get you. <laughs> That's great. That's really good. I'm going to use that. Also, I'm if sorry. I ever ring you up and you say that you're I'm on a sorry, plane. Sorry, I'll be flying. Yeah, I've got a gig and I'll be flying. I'll be up in the air. So sorry. So That's be the one difficult. place they can't get you. On a plane. Because sometimes they go, oh, um, you can't make it into the studio. Well, we can, we'll ring you. We can do it over the phone. And I just think, no, if I'm in a plane in this sky, you can't get me anywhere. <laughs> That's a great excuse. Excellent. We're finding out so much. <laughs> Any secret habits or talents? I've always had this habit of picking my nose. I always pick my nose. Oh, like just, really deeply in there? Like I'll be on a TV show and I'll feel the urge to pick my nose. And then I realise it's live. I must not pick my nose. I must wait to be in <laughs> Do you genuinely pick your nose? I went to meet the Queen once. I was waiting in line to meet her. I couldn't help myself. I picked my nose. What, did, do you have a fear of having hanging bogeys? Is that what it is? I feel like there's just so much in there that I need to get rid of. Okay. And do you then have a tissue? Do you wipe it on a wall? fling it at people you flick it okay did you flick your bogeys at the queen no Chazia? I, I did it to Prince Philip <laughs> okay well that's okay then but it missed <laughs> it's hard to <laughs> flick with accuracy what makes you angry 
Oh, um, I don't know. Sometimes I just get out of bed angry, you know? And then I just be rude to people. Like, when they're trying to get in the lift, I don't let them get in. I put my... I just quickly push the button so they can't get in. And that really that makes before. me angry. You know when you have to wait for people yeah. to get in a lift and you just want to go down? Especially if there's a flow of them and you've left, a, you've let a couple in and then and there's then more. Waiting. Oh, I've got my friends coming. My friends coming. Can you wait for my friend? No. <laughs> just shut the doors in their face. That's what I do. <laughs> Good. Lifts. <laughs> um, and the one thing you couldn't live without? Um... Um, I don't know what like. I feel like we we might go full circle with the chips and the men. <laughs> what can I and not comedy air comedians normally say air? Do they? Yeah. Oh, do they really? Yeah, male comedians. How yeah. boring! <laughs> I um, I can't live without. Um, I don't know my toothbrush. Okay. Oh, okay. I, 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 it, Clean if, teeth. If I'm if I'm away somewhere, I can go without washing my face or washing myself, but I have to brush my teeth. And does it have to be your toothbrush? God, yes. Yeah. What do people use other people's toothbrushes? Well, I, I meant like, would you buy a that spare? That is disgusting. But, but I have used I have used my other half's toothbrush. See, I've got an electric toothbrush, and you just don't know where it's been. <laughs> you don't know what people use that for. Well, we've just moved house, and my other half accidentally dropped his toothbrush in the toilet, and it went. Oh, bristles no. down. No. And no. so we had to throw that away. Yes. No. I have to brush my teeth. <laughs> Clean teeth. They lovely teeth. Oh, thanks. Very good dental hygiene. I, I, I brush them every day and I floss them. Once a day or twice a day? Twice After a, meals? No, I floss them once in the morning and once at night. Oh, you floss twice a day? Mm. I don't use a floss. I use that stick. That stick with the with brushes the on the point, end. Yeah. The point That's teeth. what the dentist advised me to do. Okay. Because apparently things get stuck in between the teeth. Yeah. That you can't get to with a brush. And then when you're on a TV or a radio show, all of a sudden the spinach <laughs> pops out. <laughs> and Twitter goes crazy. <laughs> She's picking her nose God. and the spinach falling out of her Is teeth. Is somebody following us around and just monitoring everything we do and putting it on Twitter? Yeah. Do you know what? I was on the tube the other day. Somebody took a photo of me. And I didn't know. And when I got home, I, 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 you know, those notifications you get on Twitter. Yeah. Somebody had gone celeb spotting, seen the comedian on the tube. The comedian. He probably thought the. I was Ahmed Jalili. <laughs> <laughs> the comedian on the tube. Uh, was it a good snap? No, I was reading the Metro. <laughs> I was reading the Metro. Just gone out Maybe of bed. Maybe it was the editor of the Metro being Thank like, look, God, even comedians I'd brush read. my teeth. <laughs> Thank I know. goodness. Baines Plus One. That is correct. It's Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and the wonderful Shazia Mirza is here. Hello. Hello. Hiya. So now it's time for interview proper, Shazia. Okay. So I'm going to ask you real comedy industry questions. Oh, really? Not just about ketchup and mayonnaise. Do I have to tell the truth? <laughs> no, you can You can <laughs> give me your PR spin. Feel okay, free. Okay, great. Um, although the truth's nice. So you were born in Birmingham. That's correct. And grew up there. And then you were telling me you were a science teacher. I was, yeah. I was a science teacher. I did a degree in biochemistry. Wow. Um, at university where I just made drugs the whole time and took them. And Great. <laughs> Experimenting. <laughs> That's correct. It was all part of the curriculum. I got a first. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was in Manchester. Um, I was doing biochemistry and uh, that was part of the course is 
to make drugs and stuff. And take them. <laughs> well, you have to know if the experiment's gone right, don't Obviously. you? Obviously. <laughs> um, How um, did you get into teaching then? And then I came to London. I did a postgrad at Goldsmiths. And while I was there, um, I didn't know what to do. I just, I really wanted to be on the stage, really. But uh, my parents said it was not acceptable for okay. a girl to do that. And wow. uh, uh, so I, they wanted me to be a doctor and I didn't want to be a doctor. Uh, so I thought, what can I do to waste time till I can get to the stage? <laughs> so I thought, I'll do, I'll be, I'll be a teacher, I'll just yeah. be a teacher. And it's, I, I suppose it is a sort of stage. You've got a, a 30 children looking at you. It was easier than, it was, the, it was much harder than stand-up. And wow. um, what happened is I remember going for this job interview, my first job interview while I, I'd left uh, Goldsmiths. And uh, at the, for the interview, they had to, I had to present a lesson, I had to actually do a lesson to the head teacher in his, in his <laughs> office. I'd never taught in my life. And I'd just finished my course, my PGCE, and uh, had to go and teach a lesson. Uh, that was my interview in his office in Tower Hamlets. And then I went back to my halls of residence where I was staying. And about five minutes later, he called me and offered me the job. And I just thought, oh, my God, the interview, I must have done so well. It wasn't until I started the school until I, I realised why he was so quick to offer me the job. It's because it was one of the toughest schools in Tower Hamlet oh, in, wow. in, in, in the country. And people, no, people just couldn't, couldn't teach there. It was so difficult. <laughs> And I started. So the interview was a formality, really. And I, I, just, like, and I didn't realise I got the job till I. Um, till, uh, I, I, I didn't realise how hard it was till I started teaching there. And you know what? It was so rough. I mean, it was so difficult. The kids used to escape from my lesson through the window. They used to sit there and go, God, miss, this is boring. When are you going to shut up and stop talking? Do you know what? When I started stand-up, nobody ever tried to escape from one of my gigs through a window. <laughs> nobody ever sat there and went, God, this is rubbish. When are you going to stop talking? No one ever did that. And it was so it was so much easier. Everybody was facing in the right direction. And I just thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? Everybody's paying me attention. Maybe Everyone's listening to what I'm saying. This is amazing. Wow. Nobody's tried to lock me in a cupboard. <laughs> this is incredible. They tried to lock you in a cupboard? They did lock me in the cupboard in the science office. That's, this is the kind of things that they oh used to goodness. do. Oh, my goodness. Physically, was, they shoved was, you in a cupboard. It was rough. It was so rough. They locked this one teacher in the toilet for a whole lesson. For, for a whole, in the disabled toilets, locked them in there for a whole lesson because they just oh didn't want to work. It was it was really rough. Did they learn any science? No, because I didn't teach them any. I was, You're in the cupboards. <laughs> it was just so difficult. Um, wow. They had a lot of behavioural problems. I mean, it was it's a very deprived area, Tower Hub. It's one of the most difficult areas to teach in, in Britain. My goodness. So, so now, what do you think of how do you deal with hecklers? I just lock them in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> do unto others what you do to yourself. What have you had others do to you? Do you know what? I uh, Nobody's ever really heckled me. Now, do you know what? I've never really been heckled because when I look at what the kids used to do, I just think... You know what? This is nothing. Bring it on. A, no one's tried to chuck me out of a window. Nobody's tried to escape from my gig through a window. Nobody's locked me in a cupboard. I mean... So comedy's going really well. It, it, comedy <laughs> is easy. I was doing stand-up every day in front of that class. An hour. The lessons were an hour long. When you start stand-up, you only have to do five minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The lessons were an hour long. 
So mm. what what was the what where did the idea come from to do comedy? Well, I was I realized I was doing stand up every day. I was interested in writing. I did a writing course. And as part of the course, we had to talk about, uh, the teacher made us write, talk about, write about something really personal, really truthful, and something that you really hated about yourself. So I wrote about my moustache, and I wrote that I hated my moustache. Oh, God, I've tried, you know, waxing, plucking, shaving, lawn mowing it, and nothing will get rid of it. But she never told us that we would have to read that out to the class. So Excellent. we just had to be really personal about it. And then I got up and I started telling people about my moustache, and I was... I was really scared about doing it because I'd never done that before, like told really personal things about myself to anyone. Yeah. And they all laughed. And it was mainly men. And they were all laughing. And I thought, oh, you can relate to what I'm saying. So then I realised that I could just tell the truth about my life. I could just do... I could just write material about these kids, about how awful they are. And how, actually, I want to beat them, but I can't, because the law says I can't. (laughs) (laughs) So I just started writing this material, and I went out and started performing it. And people really thought it was funny. And um, one night, the first one of the first gigs I did was like, you know, six men and a dog in, in, uh, at a room in, <laughs> at the top of Tottenham Court Road above a pub. Yeah. And the dog laughed. So I thought, oh, I must be funny. So I just carried on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, well, you've gone from strength to strength. And eventually I left teaching. <laughs> Oh gosh! I, and I just but you taught Dizzy Rascal. Yeah, Dylan. Well, he's Dylan Mills to me. Dylan. Yeah. Was he? Uh... Dylan, get out of that cupboard! <laughs> <laughs> Did he show any prowess musically? He showed a science? lot, but there was no prowess in in science at all. No. Do you still know him? Do you ever see him at industry events? Yeah, I mean, I've seen him a couple of times. He keeps writing to go, Miss, will you stop talking about me on the TV? <laughs> Miss, stop telling everybody how I used to be. He's no, Dylan, I'm going to tell them everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Yeah, I did. I went to a, uh, I went to a film premiere recently, oh, about a year ago, and I was walking down the red carpet, and all I heard behind me was this boy shouting, Oi, Miss, Miss, what are you doing here, Miss? <laughs> and it was him. It was him. <laughs> And I said, you don't have to call me Miss anymore. He does. Because you are 30 now. <laughs> and this sounds really weird that you're calling me Miss on the streets. Because everybody turns around and looks at me like, like who? What are you, who are you? Yeah, who are you? You want me to Lily? Do yeah. you feel like you're still responsible for him? You have to tell him off. Well, I really have it. I have this recurring dream that the head teacher is going to ring me up and go, what the hell are you doing talking about the students in public? I always have this fear. I always feel it's really weird. You feel that they are still your student. Yeah. Because I have a couple of boys who write to me from prison. And they always... Oh, my gosh. I used to teach in... I taught in some very rough schools. Yeah. Well, you can't say rough. They were very difficult and challenging. Yeah, challenging. I taught taught in a lot of those kind of schools. I used to teach in Tower Hamlets and Dagenham. And I have a couple of boys that... They saw me on TV. They have TVs in prison. Um, And uh, they they started writing to me. Oh, wow. And I always write back to them. Um, Because they say things like, you know, I wish I'd tried harder at school. I wish I'd done more. And and, and it's really... And and it's weird because I was their teacher. And now they see me as somebody... I'm a comedian and I'm on TV. And they see me and they go, oh, my God, that was my teacher. It's somebody I know. Yeah. Um, And it makes them feel that they could do something. So do you feel responsible to try and kind of help them now? 
because you do, were their teacher. Because you know, one of them, ne- one of them never talks about being in prison. One of them just writes to me and says, "I wanna when I leave here." So then I thought, oh, thank God, it's not a life sentence. Um, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> do you not know? You don't know what they're you don't. For. I, well, no, and I don't. I don't want to know. I yeah, don't. I don't. Yeah. You know. And, and you know, a lot of those kids I taught, they had no parents. They had no role models. They yeah. didn't have people like that. And so one of them writes to me and says, Miss, what books do you think I should read? So I gave him a list, a list of books. And one of them was um, or- George Orwell, 1984. And I actually bought it for him and I sent it to him. And he read it in two days. And then he wrote back to me wanting to discuss this. What do you think wow. George meant by this? And what do you think, well, well, you know, all this surveillance state? And what is that? I've seen them. There's cameras everywhere. I was thinking, yeah, that's probably how you got caught. <laughs> <laughs> you should have read this before. <laughs> yes. Um, and they really want to just, they really want to learn and really want to discuss it. Oh, wow. It's really weird, you know. But, but a lovely thing that you've still got this relationship with your students. I think and... it's only because, you know, they've seen me on TV now and they've seen me doing stuff. And mm. they still call me Miss. Like when they write to me, Miss Mer- dear Miss Mercer. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. I wish I had a position of authority, some really? authority. Um, now, your show. Yes. Can you very quickly yes. tell us? Do it. Us, <laughs> if you could do just sh- yeah, do the really show. quickly now. You've got two minutes. My show if you called... could give us a summary and then we'll obviously talk more about it Um, later the show is called The Kardashians Made Me Do It great title Um, and so if there's any Kardashian fans coming to watch it uh, they're going to have the shock of their life because it's got (laughs) nothing to do with the Kardashians or Kim's ass or anything like that oh no I know it's about ISIS and jihadi brides sometimes I do get Kardashian fans in I did Soho Theatre last month and there were all these girls on the front row honestly contoured up to there they were plastered in makeup. they had hair extensions out here sitting in the front row eating Cadbury's cream eggs eating stuffing their face with what chocolate odd snack for uh, a I, gig I, just sitting on the front row stuffing the face yeah also uh, Cadbury's cream eggs are not it's not easy uh, to eat those subtly no. and they were um, I said I was talking to them and they said I said are you Kardashian fans they were like yeah 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 about 10 minutes in one of them was nudging the other one going try to try to it's not about the Kardashians and I was like yeah it's not about the Kardashians yes that's right I thought we were going to get instructions <laughs> on how to break the internet <laughs> ISIS and Jihadi Brides they actually enjoyed it though oh, they went, oh, well, I was expecting but I really enjoy that <laughs> good so, so you've educated some more people. I the know. teaching role continues. <laughs> We're going to be chatting more about your show. I want to hear all about it and where we can see it. Plus one. I am here with a very brilliant Shazia Mirza and Hello. she gets to interview me now. Oh my gosh, there's so many You're things I want to ask you. <laughs> so tell me now about your new Edinburgh show. You're going to do your first Edinburgh. Yes. Well, it's my seventh Edinburgh, but it's my first solo show. Really? Who are the others? Have, have they been with? I was in a sketch group called Vinegar Knickers. So we did a few years. And then I was acting in other people's shows. So I was in the lovely Joe Boar's character show, playing all his female characters. <coughs> and then last year I did a two-hander where I did 20 minutes. And I had a mixed bill gig that I emceed. But this is my first solo show. First solo show, where is it? It's at the Pleasant Courtyard at 3.30 every day. 
from the well from the 3rd to the 29th not the 6th because I'm at a wedding and it's called One Woman A Dwarf Planet and Two Cocks spelt with an X and what is it about? It's science meets funny so it's about my quest to impress Brian Cox by learning about the universe Do you like Brian Cox? Yeah I think he's a bit handsome Do you? Well, yeah, I think I'd like to have a sexually charged coffee with him, you know. Those science, <laughs> those science teachers don't come like that in real life. Brian Cox is an anomaly. Anomaly. He's, he's got excellent hair. He, uh, he? But you know what? Your science teacher at school did not look like that, right? No. No. Mr. Robeson was that's, my science That's why teacher. Brian Cox is on TV. Because he's a bit sexy with his chemicals, isn't he? <laughs> with his hair flourishes. And so, is there a lot of science in it? Yes. There's lots of... Well, there's lots of facts about the universe and information about astronaut training and amazing uh, sciencey women and what they've done. Really? Yes. And what has she done? <laughs> the one, yeah. <laughs> there aren't many of them. No, there aren't many. There's... More dogs in well, in 2015 was the first year that the number of women in space finally outnumbers the number of dogs in who've space. been to space, which is one crazy. No, loads of dogs in space. Loads. First dog in space was called Laika. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about that. Yeah. You've got a Laika. Yeah, yeah, Laika. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How joke. many women have been to space now? I don't know exactly. Oh, less less than 500. I think. And how many men have been? Loads. Loads. Like almost three times more. Right. So you've got a lot of facts about science. Yeah. Those weren't facts, but there are facts in and the will show. People, so will people laugh and learn? Yeah. Well, yes. So you'll get, what, a, you'll get a lot of Guardian readers coming then. Well, I'm hoping. Yeah. That's what Radio they like. Radio 4 Guardian readers. Oh, they like that. They don't, they'll never be rolling in the aisles, these people, because they don't want to, <laughs> they don't want to waste their energy when they could be learning. Yes. Good. <laughs> that is my target audience. <laughs> is it? And Edinburgh is full of these people. People, full of them. Well, I do. I, I like having. I've got a lot of kind of young, trendy people coming Have who you? I love. Really? Who are like really nerdy. into science. Are they yeah. nerdy? Yeah. And they know all the facts and they are really passionate about it and they're lovely. I do because I do a lot of science gigs. There's a brilliant gig called Science Show Off and there's Nerd Night and Bright Club. Where are these? They're brilliant. They're, they have um, scientists on or they have experts in their field who do mini talks about their... So there was one on um, feces of primates. There was a talk. And then in between they have comedians who have a sort of similar theme. So mm. they're lovely. So there's all these incredibly trendy, cool, clever people that come to all these gigs so I love having them and I love the Guardian readers as well you, know, you do like them <laughs> yeah you know they buy tickets don't they <laughs> they like tickets they buy tickets they like to learn they're interested yeah. and they do like interested face yeah. for the whole way through yeah I sometimes mean, they fall asleep <laughs> when it's oh, hot oh don't they gosh I've had that so many times in Tunbridge Wells and Stratford upon Avon <laughs> I had it at the Brighton Fringe a couple of weekends ago, but she kept being woken up by the laughter, which I took as a good sign. <laughs> I was like, no, you can't sleep in my show. People will wake you with their guffaws. But you know, these Guardian readers are amazing because even though they fall asleep, when they leave, they will tell you everything about your show, what they've just seen. They know everything. I think they soak it in while they're they asleep. They do. They inhale it and yeah. snore it out. <laughs> so are you nervous about going to Edinburgh? Yes. 
Why? I'm very scared. You've been there so many times before. I know. I love Edinburgh. I'm, I, I find the prospect, because I'm an actor and I've been in sketch group and I've only been doing stand-up for like three and a half years. I still find the prospect of people paying to see just me for an hour incredibly weird. Do and you? I feel very responsible for yeah, their experience. I do, yeah. Because normally yeah. I share the stage with other people yeah. and people have written it. And do you think if it, it goes badly you'll feel guilty that... Uh, you know, you, they've paid and you haven't given them what they wanted. And... I don't... Well, I, I, I'm, I just feel like I need to work r- harder. And I'm, work, I'm trying to work really hard at the moment. I feel like I need to work as hard as I possibly can to make it a really, really good show so what's that I won't that, feel guilty. What's the thing that's going to make you most nervous about this show, about Edinburgh, doing your first solo show in Edinburgh? Are you worried just, about reviews or people yes. coming or... I'm not well. I'm <laughs> because my show begins with the number is first in the comedy listings. So I think random people will just book it and have started already just because it's first and they can't be bothered to flick through the pages. So that's nice. So yeah, as long as I have like twenty people in a day, I'll be happy. <laughs> Please, can you? And you're worried about? I'm I'm worried about people's response because this is m- me saying exactly what I want to say about you know science and and women in science and women in comedy and so i'm i'm slightly are these nervous things, about are these things that you really do think and believe in yes not not necessarily the brian cox bit although he's quite attractive <laughs> um but no I, the show it has a definite feminist angle really? and that that was i things i really believe in and the way women are treated in science and in comedy and the amazing women who've missed out on the limelight because of their sex which is ridiculous like the woman so that uh, makes me quite um, uh, like the uh, woman the DNA um, Watson Crick story yeah. There, yeah I mean there's so many as soon yeah, as you, they should have been it should have been Watson Crick and her yeah because they yeah. So she many, was a large part of the discovery of the DNA and never get mentioned on any of the sort of awards or accolades or Nobel Prizes she wasn't married at that time and there were very few few female scientists and and the two men got all the credit and and it seems Mm. from obviously nowadays hopefully things are changing but it seems from my research as well there's a lot of that so I feel quite passionate about that and also I just keep finding more things that I want to put in the show yeah. but at some Can stage I have to stop putting I'm, things in the show I'm a woman yeah. in science yeah. and, and a woman Absolutely. in comedy and I feel hard done by in both areas <laughs> so if you could put me in there somehow I will. that would be really great yeah. if you could just give me like a little quote and then I'll work that in definitely um, I've still got a few Bunsen burners in my bedroom that need returning to the lab <laughs> I stole a lot of stuff a lot of equipment why Bunsen burners? Oh, they're just... I mean, there's so many things you can just burn on them very quickly. <laughs> Tripod, gauze, pestle and mortar. I just imagine you now with your chips and mayonnaise just burning stuff. Well, you know the pestle and mortar from the lab I use as a mayonnaise pot now. Put the mayonnaise in there. Lovely. <laughs> and a big, nice big scoop as well for My that. kitchen is full of laboratory equipment from all the schools I've ever taught <laughs> <laughs> These are the real secrets coming out now. This has got to go in my show. Baines Plus One. The news on Baines Plus One. Sit back and listen to Baines and her guests analysing some of the most important stories breaking this week. Baines. 
It is time for the news on Baines Plus One with Shazia Mirza. Shazia, can you read the headlines for me? Let us yes. know what's going on. The headlines are Super Sponge, Cheese Hating Cheese Champ, Condom Sausage, Penny Speeding Ticket, and The Wrong Grandson. Those are the headlines. So first of all... I've read these. All on, they're sponge. all on the front of The Guardian, aren't they? <laughs> it's my niche. <laughs> <laughs> no, some of them are BBC and things. Are they? The Metro. So <laughs> Super Sponge. This is, I, this is quite incredible. This is an invention for plugging up gunshot wounds. And it saved its first life. So this was... Really? In 2014, the American military approved the testing of it. It's an experimental tool called the X-STAT which I think sounds like a fake phrase in casualty. Extat. Um, it's now carried by US soldiers, and if a soldier is shot, another sh- soldier uses the Extat and it injects a small tablet-sized sponge into the wound. It takes 15 seconds, and it staunches severe bleeding. Apparently, they're a bit, these soldiers are a bit wary about using it, but it has saved its first life. Well, How that's cool amazing. That? I'm all for new inventions, I am. Do you know if it was a woman that did it? Probably. <laughs> it, well, they no, like sp- we don't know. I don't think we know. They like sponges and cleaning and kitchens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just carry them with you at all times. But that's amazing, you know. That's a science fact, isn't it? And and how s- such a simple thing. You know, with all the technology now, you think they, there's all these things invented that are incredibly difficult and complicated yeah. and made from all these chemicals. And it's just a bit of sponge. But it works. I don't think that computers are the answer to everything, though. Mm. You can't technologicalize everything. Put everything, say, oh, you know, just because a, a computer's involved, a machine's involved, then it's going to be then better. it must be work, yeah. Sometimes you need a human being, a human hand, you know. Like With a you, sponge in you it. You know, like when you go into Tesco and there's machines everywhere, and sometimes you just think, I want to speak to a person. Yeah. I want to speak to a human being. You know when you ring up somewhere and they've got music playing and they've got, can you dial this, to press this, this, and this will go through to that. And you're on the other end going, I just want to speak to a person. <laughs> it's so it's alarming just... when you can't hear which number is for your thing, though, and then you're like, what shall I press? Well, what oh, about God. when none of the numbers are relevant to yeah. what you want to ask about? And then you're just and like, then, oh, I'll just do go with two. Do you know what I always do? I always, <laughs> press, I always press zero. Do you? I always press zero because I always think that's the way I'm going to get to speak to a human being. <laughs> Top tip. <laughs> <from Shazia>. Press <laughs> zero. Yeah. Always press zero. <laughs> cheese hating cheese champ. Uh, I've written my poem this week on this. Oh, have you? This is a, a 28-year-old soldier has won an annual cheese rolling event. Yeah, cheese rolling. That's a thing. Oh, they did that in Gloucester, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. They roll it down a hill. Actual grown-up men were pushing the cheese roll down a hill while everybody stood round the sides applauding, clapping and taking (laughs) photos. Yeah, so they roll it down the hill and then all the men have to run after it and catch it. And they... But they, they run so fast that they roll themselves. So there's all these pictures of, like, men tumbling down a hill. And it is all men that I could see. There were no women taking part. We're standing on the sidelines videoing it for YouTube going... They fell for it again, the cheese rolling competition. But, you know, it happened, and a lovely soldier won, um, and he's very pleased, He he, <laughs> but he doesn't like cheese. and he's But he's dedicated his win, this is lovely, to a, a champion cheese roller of the past who recently died. Yeah? 
And the, we should say the cheese rolling competition is unofficial because the organisers have struggled to get official insurance cover for the event since 2009. Really? It's very dangerous, this cheese rolling business. Would you ever roll some cheese? Are you a cheese fan? I've got washing up to do and okay. I've got to clean my car. I've got I've really got things to do. I'm lactose intolerant, so this would be my worst nightmare. Really? Well, it's like reverse Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be my worst nightmare. Being chased by a massive ball there of cheese. There are a few people I'd like to push down a hill, but not a cheese roll. <laughs> I mean, well, you could stand at the top, and after they've rolled the cheese, you could just then push but, them off, but, and it'd be but like I don't part understand of the event. What you get out of it? Quick running skills, cheese. You probably get cheese out of it. I could get that from Waitrose. <laughs> yeah, exactly, there you go. Condom sausage, on that note. An Argentinian lady has found a condom in her sausage, not around it, in it. Condom in her sausage? She was cutting open a chorizo that she bought at the oh, local so supermarket. Oh, so it was an actual sausage? Yeah, oh. and it wasn't one of mm. the naughty ones. Um, and it, she found what she described as a wrinkle condom dyed yellow inside... Uh, it's very Twitter have been very excited about this suggesting that she got a free condom with her chorizo she shouldn't be complaining it's like that fly in the soup story isn't it don't com- don't mention it she all the other a condom in her sausage yeah I mean how did I mean you what you have to trace that back I mean how did it get there well, I imagine that a, a sausage packaging factory is quite an, an arousing place to work. Maybe somebody got their sausage mixed up with the actual sausage. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's not a chorizo. <laughs> it's gone too far. Um, penny speeding ticket. This is great. This is anger at work. A Texan man was fined $212 for driving at 39 miles per hour in a 30 miles per hour zone. So he was over by nine miles per hour. And he paid the entire fine in 200,000 pennies. He said the speeding fine was extortion and he wanted to make the government work for the money. So he got the money in pennies and he videoed it for YouTube. It's a slightly creepy video. He went into to the place where you, the, his local council, to pay for the fine and he poured the pennies on the desk at the council <laughs> and said, there you go. Now, Shazia, with your anger earlier at lifts, yes. would you do something similar? Uh, probably. If you had some sort of fight. Yeah, I mean, if I was pushed to it, I would I would do that. It's I quite mean, a good idea, because you're, you're still paying it, so you're not breaking the law in any way, but yeah. you're just being like, nah. It's money. It's like when you bring Scottish notes to England, and they go, oh, uh, 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 no, well, I, I, I don't know. Let me just check with my boss. Let me just phone through. Uh, we've got Scottish notes here. It's still legal money. It's real money. You have to use it. And, like, I've been in places where they go, oh, you know, we we, we don't really... Ex- it's real money. You have to accept it. Yeah, they have to accept it. Try harder. I would just bang the pennies on the counter. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to have them. There you go. Start counting there. <laughs> yeah. Happy day at work. And um, The Wrong Grandson. I love this story. This is... I can imagine this, I can see this happening. An American grandfather got in trouble because he picked up the wrong boy from school because he thought he was his grandson. 
He put him in his car. It's Joseph Fuller, 65. He went to his primary school to pick up his grandson. He doesn't normally do it, so it's one off. He hugged a boy, just that he thought it was his grandson. He said, Are you ready to leave? The child said, Yes. Then a school teacher said to the child, Is that your granddad? And he said, Yes. And they took him home, put him in the car got out of the car had a look at him and was like that's not my grandson the only way he knew he said that it wasn't his grandson was because this kid had a tooth missing and he knew that his grandson didn't so he had to take him back to school and apologise you're talking about this like it's a sausage I just took it back I just took it I didn't like it didn't like the look of it took it back I mean it's just that's the very parent, dangerous it is very dangerous the it's parents very were dangerous. very an- annoyed saying the school could have given could his... have been anyone I mean it could have been someone who had not returned him no back it to could his... have. it is funny that the granddad couldn't recognise his grandson well, but it is bad that the school gave Alzheimer's, the child away to he someone. could be very old he could have uh, Alzheimer's he could have eyesight problems I mean but you know normally there's some chit chat isn't there all right, Billy, how was your day? Yeah. Did but you the like kids the... said yes. That is my granddad. That's why it that makes Maybe this all the very sight strange. of this man was so much better than his real granddad. Maybe he was like, he just I, thought, I want to go I want to go with this man. So you're going from the teaching angle, you saying that this is a serious disciplinary offence. Well, I mean, yeah. Who's at fault? Do you think the teacher? Well, it, I'm worried about the child saying, yes, it was my grandfather. And ha- the grandfather going, yes, that was my son. His grandson. Maybe this child is having a happy, unhappy life. Like, uh, there's so many he, questions. Yeah, and he just wanted to go off with any, anyone, a strange man, anyone. It's very convinced. Also, where was the grand, the actual grandson during this moment? Because he was left there, wasn't he? Being like, Granddad, over here, mate. It's me. And then he had to return him to the lost property. Yeah. Sad. I mean, bless him. He got in trouble anyway. The father of the the other boy was not happy. Really? Yeah. He's not happy. Are you sure it was his real father? Not Well, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> They'll give him away to anyone, won't they? Yeah. That is the news. So uh, let's have a bit of Destiny's Child. Okay. Yeah, do you like? Bills, bills, bills. <laughs> is that Just what it is? Just to remind you for later, you've got to bills, pay those bills. Bills, that's bills. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, how, that's, it, right, that's how it goes. I've got, I've got an electricity bill to pay. Well, I'm glad I reminded they you. Sended me, they sent me a reminder this morning. Did they? It's very busy and when you're Destiny's on tour. And now Destiny's Child is The last thing you want is your electricity, paying your electricity bill. They should have someone that sorts that out for you. I know. I'm going to get an assistant. <laughs> do. Baines Plus One. Poem of the Week on Baines Plus One. Oh, it's poem time. Do you like the music? Da, 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 da. It's like we're at Little House on the Prairie reading each other poems, Shazia Mirza. Hello. <laughs> Let's have your poem then. Do you want mine first? Yes, go on. So this week I wrote my poem about the story about the cheese rolling. Are you serious? Yeah, and it's called A Cheese Chase, literally. Here we go. Have you ever tried catching cheese? It's not like chasing your latest squeeze. It's a sporting event when it comes to cheese. Yep, what a dairy tease. Every year in Gloucester they roll. 
it down a hill, not that of a mole. It's a 1.2 gradient slope and a team of men filled with hope. Who will catch the cheesy prize? The thousand spectators seem wise. To watch it sounds like a laugh rather than stumbling like a baby giraffe. Most of them roll down the hill, but they do it of their own free will. This year, a soldier won the race with his training and speedy pace. Well, next to war, it seems easy and his victory photo may be cheesy. But what endears me to this man is when it comes to cheese, he's not a fan. Nevertheless, he said he feels great, spelt G-R-A-T-E. I mean, you gouda be kidding me. That was right. really good. There you go. Did you like that? Do you know what? I'd... I mean, your face doesn't sound convinced with the... the, the... You, how long did it take you to write that? I wrote it on the overground on the way here, so about seven to ten minutes. Me? That was really good. Really? Because it all rhymed. I yeah, I love were, the rhyme. I thought you were going to be like one of those alternative rapper, oh, no. <laughs> Hoxton rapper poets. That Spoken where, word. Where none of the words rhyme, but they have a tune to it, and it all ends with, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roll, yeah, and the roll, yeah. <laughs> you know, all that kind of thing. No, none of the very... words rhyme, but apparently it's poetry. I love But I yours love is a rhymes. proper old fashioned yeah. poem. I love a little rhyme, rhyming poem. Yeah. But also, I think it's not actually that good, but when it rhymes, it seems more poemic. That's why I said, <laughs> How long did it take you to do that? But, but there's Google for all the rhymes, so that helps. Now, are you going to improvise one? Well, I was, but when I've, since I've seen you now, <laughs> I'm thinking, no, I don't think I can compete with that. I this think is something you can. I'd have to put a bit of effort into. What could I do a rhyme about? You don't have to rhyme. You, you can do the spoken wordy one, and then we've covered all bases. This morning I got up, yeah, I got up, yeah, and I went into the radio and I did this radio show, Sam Bain's radio show, and it's really, really great and it's really, really good and it's now it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm in Hoxton. I thought this was Shoreditch. I thought I was going to Shoreditch. I got really excited. I was like, oh, my God, Shoreditch. Shoreditch is, like, really any, posh. Any, is this still it's the poem? The, Should I not it's, interrupt it's, you? It's, it's, the, it's, it's the Kensington. Why are you, why are you doing back? vocals to sorry, my poem sorry 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 this is not the Nolans <laughs> where there is backing vocals to my poem <laughs> well thank that you very ruined, much that ruined everything there. I'm sorry for interrupting your, your poetry flow <laughs> Are you not excited to be in at Hoxton Radio because well, we're not in Shoreditch? Well, we're in Hackney. I thought that Shoreditch was like, you know, like the that's where all the rappers are. Shoreditch. Yeah. We we're all like really trendy and we love It's the Hoxton world. trendy. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, but it's all yoga and vegan stuff around here. Yeah. We love our bo- our bodies are temples. It's yoga, <laughs> vegan organic root hair dye next door they do organic hair dye over there you should have gone there to learn your lines i mean it's a wooden organic. it's a wooden shed and they're doing organic hair dye in there back to nature yoga yoga studio next door you're not very impressed are you pilates do you know what shazia Mazza, you're a lot like shania twain pilates and recycling so middle class if you recycle and do pilates it means you're middle class i think i'm middle class because people are middle class. I mean, those are 
If you do recycling and Pilates, it means you've got nothing better to do with your life than sort out your Maybe rubbish. Maybe you just want an iron into core, the, into the correct dustbin. I mean, you're saving the world. You've one got time at a time. on your hands <laughs> if you are sorting out cardboard and plastic into correct compartments. We get told off at our house if we don't do that. I spend most of my time with my face in the bin these days, <laughs> just sorting out rubbish. <laughs> Love. <laughs> I'm imagining that picture. Phase plus one. Oh, Shazia Mirza. Hello. Th- thanks for coming in. That's okay. You're being moved by a bike. Uh, I'm right to under the How? table. <laughs> I've got the microphone right up my face. It's because it's really trendy area, and we're like vegan Pilates. Bike vegan riders. Pilates and riding bikes. It's been marvelous to have you on Baines Plus One. Thank you so uh, thank much for you. coming on. Thank you for thank you for having me. It's been brilliant. It's You've been matching your cup the whole time it's yeah where can we so you're doing your brilliant new show the Kardashians made me doing I'm doing it at the Hay Festival tomorrow in Hay on Wye in Wales then on Saturday and Sunday I'm doing the Kilkenny Sky Cat Laughs Festival in Kilkenny in Ireland then I'm doing um, then the gardener's coming and then the gardener's coming and then I'm doing the Dulkey Book Festival also in Dulkey in Ireland uh, with Bob Geldof and wow. also with uh, Malcolm will, Gladwell. Will Bob be in the show? Yeah, Bob Work is in. doing a show of his own. He's doing a talk there. Amazing. And then I'm doing Glastonbury and I'm also doing um, other festivals. Latitude. I'm doing Latitude as w- well. Where I got chicken pox, so be careful. But I'm doing also 10 nights at the Edinburgh Festival at the Stand Comedy Club, 4th to the 13th of August and then my tour has been extended yay um, um, so I'll be on tour again from September amazing all over the UK all over the UK further afield yes I'll be going to places I didn't go to on the first leg of the tour <laughs> and all the places that sold out the first leg of the tour I'll be doing it again lovely yeah. so if you if people are listening and they miss tickets the first time round you're, you're coming again I'm coming again you know um, what? It's not often you come twice in a lifetime. Well, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's such a wonderful way to end the show. <laughs> Jesus came once. I'm coming twice. <laughs> there we it's go. Amazing, isn't it? And remind us of the name of the show. It's called The Kardashians Made Me Do It. And tickets are on sale in Edinburgh as well, so you can book yes. for that. And where can we find out more about you? Your website? It's www.omidjalili.com. <laughs> it's chelseamercer.com but Chelsea I'm having my website done up again now oh great yeah because apparently it doesn't work on iPads and iPhones oh yeah you've got to get this it it's ridiculous mobile enabled yeah but we can follow you on Twitter Shazia I Merza don't tweet one. much. I just tweet about myself. I mean, what is more interesting? Um, I just That's tweet what about, social media is for. I tweet about the gigs that I do. Every time yeah. somebody says I'm wonderful, I tweet that Retweet as well. That, of course. Um, but I never give any personal information about myself on Twitter. So no pictures of your food? No, no. No selfies, nothing like that. <laughs> so if you're looking for that then don't follow her but if you want to see some great comedy then do yeah that's pretty good yeah, yeah. thank you so much for coming on thank the show you. that's Thanks brilliant thank you for having me good luck with your Edinburgh show thank you
I'll invite you. Thanks. And if you tell me you're on a plane, I'll know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely check out her show. It sounds awesome. Baines Plus One. Thanks for listening to Baines Plus One. This week's show was sponsored by Penguin in the Room, award-winning marketing for the arts. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com for more info. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and share it on social media. You can tweet me at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S, and message me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines actress. Thank you so much for all your listens and likes. I'll bring you more guests very soon.